Welcome everyone. Welcome to your favorite Nintendo podcast. We got it. We got it. We got the normal crew here. One of us is feeling a little bit under the weather during the introductions. I will let you guess as to which person is feeling under the weather. But of course, this show is not possible without our Patreon backers. We want to give a huge shout out to our executive producers, Achievement, John O, Joshua Butts, aka the Buttsman, Mr. Job, and William Hoag. Thank you guys so much. And we got it. We got a new kid on the block here. We got the Game Orb coming in at the biggest tier, the sponsor tier. So what is Game Orb? Well, he has a YouTube channel that will be linked in the description box down below. And basically, he's a gamer, man. He likes to play his video games. He also likes to go to events and document the events from the show floor perspective. I took a look at the New York Comic Con one that he did recently because I'm always interested to see what new toy announcements there are at these events. And it's really just like being there at these events. So a huge thank you to the Game Orb. Like I said, link in the description box down below. Go show him some Spawncast love. And thank you to the Game Orb for being a sponsor of this Spawncast. Now, without any further ado, Josie Woe, how are we feeling? Uh, good. Not really, but excited to talk about the indies and stuff. All right. And Nate the Hate? I'm doing significantly better than Josie, despite it being my birthday this week and becoming a an old man. It was yesterday, wasn't it? It was. I share the same birthday as the original Xbox and countless other products that like to release on November 15th. Um, the next one for you last night was a, it was a, it was a oh, nail. Yeah. I was, I had Ajita. It was, it was bad. They were down by like seven with like five minutes left. And I was like, all right, it's time to go play in traffic. And then they somehow came back and won. That's <laughs> it's right around the time I made my birthday wish and blew out the candles. There You're we go. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, bit of an interesting time period for Nintendo right now. Obviously, some holiday jazz going on, but we do have a few topics that we wanted to cover. We're going to start things off with the Indie World presentation. We got a presentation announced uh, and then revealed on Tuesday. Happened at noon Eastern. I made a video about it on the channel. You know how I feel about these indie presentations. I tried to go in with a bit of a more of an open mind but i feel like i failed a little bit there were you know there was two games that kind of caught my eye um shante risky revolution uh like the way that game looks and uh blade chimera i thought looked pretty cool which is the game that kind of the main character looks a bit like alucard from symphony of the night it's got some little sword thing dystopian cyberpunk future beyond that you know, Death Trick Double Blind, very attractive ladies that were promoting the game and <laughs> creating the game. Um, not a bad looking game, too, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't know about these. Josie, how, how, what was your enjoyment level? Because I feel like these games are for you. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> yeah. Not not really. Oh. I was excited about Shantae as well. And then uh, Outer Wilds is sort of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just very, like, artsy, you know, and, like, it's a lot of experimentation, and I think the majority of gamers, like, don't really fit that subsection, so, 
It's uh, it's it's hard to super love, but Shantae I feel like is a really cool announcement. What about Howl? Did you like that one? <laughs> that was, was the that one the where like... you, the blind guy. <laughs> oh. Or is he deaf? Oh. No, I think he's blind. Oh yeah, yeah. That looked like really artsy, but yeah, no, it's you, not my thing. You know, I'm a big fan of artsy games. I will also give a bit of a shout out to the Gecko Gods. That game that had like a little gecko. Yeah, that like looked a, cool. A 3D platformer that 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 has some potential there. Nate, how did how did you feel about this? Did you did you watch it? Did you enjoy it? I did not watch the indie direct as I was working during the day, and I saw a few of the PR emails come my way, and generally they were the highlights: Outer Wild and Shantae. So it wasn't really a show I felt as though I needed to watch. I looked at the internet reaction to it, and it felt very subdued it obviously didn't have the game everyone anticipates whenever an indie world appears and that's going to be hollow knight silk song so i really am dependent on the recap you two just gave and i really don't feel as though i missed out on anything of value do you feel like these have a point and the the reason i say that is because they get a lot of publicity, so it gets a lot of eyes on smaller developers. Cool. I, I, I'm fine with that. But I feel like there needs to be like some heavy hitter announcements, at least one or two. So that way you get more people because that, that will change people's perceptions of the whole presentation because that's what people want. They, they want one or two heavy announcements to get them excited and then all the other stuff is just like, oh, well, that, that's cool. You know, that's here, too. And it, it feels like the vibe is a bit more positive. But when you have something, when you make a presentation and you're ending on a sizzle reel, that doesn't really have like, where's the oh, and one last thing sort of thing. I always equate it to like if PlayStation did the same presentation or Xbox still did this, did the same presentation. Like, what am, am I crazy to think that people would shit on it? Like, is that is that? No, exactly. Like we know the the PlayStation people, we know the Xbox people. They're not gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, this sucked. What was the point of that? But like with the Nintendo fans, like, mm-hmm. who, who are you talking about? This is great. And I, I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's definitely a bit of a disconnect there when it comes to the quality of select presentations. When it comes to a company and the indie world, while they can represent and showcase some quality indie games to your point where we look at the show and walk away from a 20 minute presentation ending on a sizzle reel you definitely do kind of just remember those two or three highlights in which this case it seems as though it would have been Shantae and Outer Wilds a game that we had been waiting for an update for a considerable amount of time now and I don't think those games alone really you know require this style of presentation they feel as though you could really slot them anywhere they would get positive reception And if you're just doing these types of shows to fulfill a contractual obligation that you had with these companies, you probably should reformat it in a different way, or you should try to secure some other bigger announcements to go alongside them. Because again, based on the recap, it really doesn't sound as though this show delivered much in terms of, you know, high quality indie games. And maybe the games will come out, they will find their market and they will do well to the audience that they are trying to cater to. But if this were a Sony or a Microsoft show, I think the reaction, especially by select Nintendo fans, be it YouTubers or just Twitter accounts, 
would be negative saying, oh, look at these companies wasting your time. But when it's a Nintendo show, they come out with this false praise simply because it is their preference in terms of plastic box. And that's a shame because you're really just you're going out of your way to belittle the other companies that could perform an identical presentation, but you're going to amplify this toxic positivity simply because it's for your platform of choice. And that's something that is no good for the community or gaming in general. I personally think that toxic positivity is by far way worse than toxic negativity. Like (laughs) it's like you could tune out negativity. It's a lot easier to tune that out than it is positivity in my opinion. But yeah, so overall not, not the, the greatest show in the world, but we did have another announcement this week, the Keeley Awards. We learned about all of the representatives for the Keeley Awards, and Nintendo managed to get two games into Game of the Year contention, coming up with Super Mario Brothers Wonder and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Other games included were Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, uh, Resident Evil 4, and what was the other game? Okay. Spider-Man? I said Spider-Man. It was six games. Resident Evil, Spider-Man, Alan Wake, uh, Super Mario. Mario Wonder. Mario Wonder. Um, Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's That's Gate. the one I was missing. Um, so Xbox fans were not happy. We learned about the Xbox <laughs> tax. Um, but it's a bit surprising, I feel. You know, a lot of people thought that while... Super Mario Brothers Wonder was a very high quality title that it would probably, you know, if if only one Nintendo game went in, it would probably just be Tears of the Kingdom. But, you know, Super Mario Brothers Wonder did it. How are we feeling about the list? Do you think that there was any snubs, um, any surprises? Josie, how are we feeling? I was surprised that Mario was on the list like you're talking about, but I'm pretty happy with it, all things considered. Like, I think it's, like, great that it's getting uh, recognized like it is because it is a really good game. But, you know, it doesn't traditionally fit the mold of what a game of the year is. It's not like that uh, big sort of game-changing, not even game-changing, but, like, that big narrative experience that usually game of the year contenders are. So that's really cool. And, like, I kind of figured that Starfield was going to get snubbed because it's, like, I don't know, there was just such mixed reception to it that, and there's been such quality games this year that it just makes a lot of sense in my head. But yeah, no, I, I really, I like what they what they have for it, but I'm also like, game of the year doesn't really mean a lot. Like, it's cool for the companies, but like, you know, my game of the year isn't even on any of those lists, so. Neither is mine. Justice for What's... RoboCop. RoboCop. <laughs> game's fucking awesome, man. Uh, Nate, what do you think? Of the six games, I was really only surprised by two of them. And one of them was Mario Wonder, not because it doesn't deserve to be there, but I didn't think it was going to get that accolade and recognition. And the other being Resident Evil 4, because I feel as though those two games, you could definitely debate whether or not they could have been substituted for something that was not recognized for Game of the Year. I think you easily could make a case that Hi-Fi Rush could replace either of those two games 
when it came to a game of the year discussion. And I think it just speaks to the testament of what 2023 was in terms of quality releases that you really have to look at the list and say, these are the six games that were nominated, but there are at least another three or four games that could have been swapped in for something like Mario Wonder or Resident Evil 4 quite easily. And people would still walk away from that list saying, yeah, this is a fair representation of what should be constituted in the game of the year discussion. So beyond that, I'm not too surprised what we did see get nominated. Starfield not being there really isn't that big of a surprise, though the word of mouth since launch has certainly been a bit more diverse than you would expect. It it really didn't feel as though it was going to get that game of the year recognition and nod from the jury that does nominate the games for the Jeff Keighley or the Game Awards here. So I think we have a very strong final list here, but ultimately the game of the year really is going to come down to likely just Baldur's Gate 3, Tears of the Kingdom, and maybe Alan Wake 2. All the rest of the nominees are just there to fill out the spots. And I'm going to be curious as to what game is going to get the final, you know, that final award and be crowned game of the year. Because right now I would say the easy lead is Baldur's Gate 3, but I think Alan Wake 2 has the potential to be a spoiler and surprise a lot of people when the game awards do air. I don't think Tears of the Kingdom is going to get that award at the end of the day. So it's really going to come down to who is fighting for second place. And I think it's going to come down between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. I have a rebuttal to that. I don't... The the problem that Baldur's Gate 3 is going to have is with the panels, the panel members itself. Because there, if you look at that list of panel members, a lot of casuals on that. The Zelda game is going to sound more attractive to them than a Baldur's Gate game is going to sound to them. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right. I, I don't feel like a lot of those panel, like L.A. Times, they, they were balls deep in Baldur's Gate. Newsweek, New, Newsweek, churning out them Baldur's Gate stuff. Whereas Zelda, it's a bit more of a pick up and play thing. And we're assuming that they that all the panel members have played all six of these games to completion in order to say this is the best game of the year. But that's not necessarily the case because their list they may have had you know one or two games that made the list of the six titles here but their four other titles could have been stuff that didn't make the list so maybe they haven't you see what i'm saying like maybe they haven't played those games and i feel like that's going to be a bit of an uphill climb for baldur's gate because zelda is more of a household name than baldur's gate is see you're right in that i still think baldur's gate 3 right now is the clear winner i don't know if tears of the kingdom is going to get the votes from the jury that would be required to overtake Baldur's Gate 3. And I still think Alan Wake 2 might surprise people. And maybe it would be a little bit of recency bias because Alan Wake 2 did come out towards the end of October. But when I think of the conversation around Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom, you see that Baldur's Gate 3 really revitalized the genre. It sold millions of copies. It surprised the entire industry with the success that it had. It came in with this Metacritic score no one was anticipating. The sales that the game had shocked even Larian. And then you had Tears of the Kingdom, a game that people were ready to crown as a game of the year contender back when it was announced four plus years ago. So it finally releases. It does exceptionally well, reviews high. But when you look at social media and other places of conversation, 
there's not that much buzz around Tears of the Kingdom anymore because the staying power of the game really just isn't as strong as what you found with Breath of the Wild. Whereas Baldur's Gate 3 continues to be in headlines. It continues to be in the conversation sphere. So I think the outlets that are on the jury are well aware of this. And if they have played Baldur's Gate 3, I think they're ultimately going to give it that just because of the uniqueness and what it did for the industry and that genre. Whereas Tears of the Kingdom is a refinement of what Breath of the Wild was, but it didn't revolutionize anything the way Baldur's Gate 3 has. Now, Alan Wake 2 also really pushed its genre forward in tons of ways. It's more so a question of how many have played Alan Wake 2 and is it enough for it to get over that, you know, the gulf that it has to overtake to decrown something like Baldur's Gate 3. And I'm not sure if it's going to have that momentum to do so. But I think Baldur's Gate 3 right now is the clear winner. It's the number one seed. And it's going to take a lot from that jury to really say it's not going to be crowned Game of the Year come the Game Awards. But if the panel has not played it and the you know the voting jury is just fascinated and fixated on something like Tears of the Kingdom, maybe Zelda does come in and has that upset. Anything we're surprised is on the list because I have one game that I'm surprised about. Besides, I guess some people were surprised about Wonder. I was kind of surprised that Resident Evil 4 made the list. And I love that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I was a little bit I was a little bit surprised by that just because, you know, essentially it's it's a remake, but it's it's a it's a remake in the sense of, you know, taking the groundwork. You know, you already had this characters, you already had the story, you had the setting. And just tinkering with it and, you know, putting it into a modern thing. I was a little, I was a little surprised to see that there. Yeah, I didn't think about it because I think it also came out really early, right? Yeah, it came out um, February. Yeah, I just had like almost completely forgotten that that was a release this year. So I was a little surprised by that one as well. And then he could also say, well, you know, if if that's the case and why isn't, you know, why wasn't there a remaster in there? Because Metroid Prime Remaster was one of the highest rated games of the year. Right. But, you yeah. know, probably uh, you got to remember, it's, this, it's the esteemed panel of people. It's what games I have played and what games I think should be on this list. It's not necessarily the highest mm-hmm. rated games, which then just sort of parlays into my Metacritic hatred. And But that's a story for another day. But overall, you know, pretty pretty safe. Pretty safe bets here. I'm really looking forward to esports coach of the year, though. I that is my favorite category. Yeah, they got one name. It's not their whole name. It's just like some <laughs> some weird name. And hey, they coach those kids. Hey, you fucker, you shoot, you shoot with your mouth. You shoot better. Yeah. Who was nominated? Was Rick Fox one of them? No, it was like it, it, they literally, um. Let me look it up. It was literally, they all had like one name. Like none of them had um, like full names. It was Potter, Zonic, Gunba, XTQZs, and Homie. Yikes. And then one a Game Awards nominee asked to be removed from the category. One, one person asked to be removed. It was, oh, it was XT, XTQZZZ. He said he sucks. And then you got con- content creator of the year, VTubers put in there. 
Holy fuck. Moving on. Um <laughs> We gotta We gotta talk about a movie. Talk about a movie. Um Well, I guess we could talk briefly. I mean, Super Mario RPG comes out tomorrow. What's the hype or at the time of the filming of this video it comes out tomorrow? Are we picking this up day one? What are we doing? I I definitely am. Oh my god, my voice. Um, I definitely am picking it up <laughs> day one. Uh, I'm pretty excited for it, but I also don't really know what to expect. So because I've never played the original, but it looks really great. So I'm just excited to like, you know, dive into it more. Nate, you picking it up? Eventually, not day one. You played the original. I did play the original, and this one looks like a fantastic, close enough to a one-to-one remake. Yes, there are some quality of life enhancements and improvements to the battle system and such, but it's still largely the game that I played back in you know, the late 90s. And for $60 at this point of 2023, with still a lot of games I have to go through in my backlog or even just finish, it's just not the right time for me to invest $60 into Mario RPG. It's also a game that's a bit on the shorter side in terms of RPGs. It'll take most people anywhere between 18 to maybe 20 hours. It's also quite easy. It's not a very difficult game. So this feels as though something I'll pick up maybe if it gets discounted in a year or so for $40. Or maybe I'll consider doing the voucher system and do the $100 and just pick up two Switch games digitally for 100 bucks at some point. But... Yeah, right now, it's just not a game I'll be picking up in the immediate. I probably will get it just because, like Josie, I've never played it before. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, I don't think I'm, I don't know, I might, it depends, depends my schedule if I'll end up reviewing it or not. But I did talk about the reviews for it. I was a little surprised, a little surprised um, at some of the, some of the thoughts about it. Some people felt they played it a little too safe. But then some people were confusing remasters and remakes, which, once again, that's a topic for another day. We have a movie to talk about. We have a movie to talk about because the Zelda movie is happening and it's live action. And I, I guess Link's going to have a, a voice. It's directed by the douchebag who did Jurassic World. <laughs> I don't know how I'm feeling about this, man. Well, was it directed by him or written? By, uh, did he direct Jurassic World or write Jurassic World? He wrote Jurassic World. And then the sequel as well. And then he had some and he had some part in the two sequels as well. Okay. Um people try to tell me Jurassic World was a good movie. I, I don't I mean it's all right, but it's not it's not the, the first two films, um, or really even Jurassic Park three, which I think is underrated. Um, how are we feeling about this this Zelda movie? You know, Nintendo seems to be going balls deep into the movie game now. Should they have went with an animated style like a was it Gilby people, or should they uh, Studio Ghibli? Yeah, or should they um should they try their hand at live action? I think it was a it's a much better car to go animated, but those movies tend to take like ten years. So I think it makes sense why they went to live action. Who do you want to play? I guess Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf, because those are the three characters that you know people will care about. 
You know, I think if they go with, like, Hollywood, they, like... I'd like to see Emma Watson, I guess, as Zelda. But also, I hope that they go unknown. So it's not like, oh, that's just Tom Holland playing Link. And it's like, no, that's just... That's, like, the... That's Link. You know, we can associate a face with it. What about Ganondorf? Man. I have no clue for Ganon. J.K. Right. Simmons. Okay. I thought you were going to go J.K. Rowling on us. Uh, Nate, what, <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I think if I'm casting for the movie, I would make Zelda a star. That's going to be the name you recognize. That's going to be the reason you have interest. So someone who's high profile for the role of Zelda, I really can't think of any particular actress from the top of my head that I would put in that role. For Link, I think I would go with Ewan Mitchell. And if you have watched House of the Dragon, you will know him as Aemon Targaryen. He definitely has a look that would fit Link quite well. Ganondorf, I think you have to go with, you know, has to be someone of color because Ganondorf is, you know, a Middle Eastern person. So you have to go someone along those lines. And it's really hard to think of an actor from the top of my head that I would cast for Ganondorf. But at the same time, I'd have to wonder the direction that they would really go with the movie and whether or not you would introduce Ganondorf in a first film because obviously, you know, you're going to have plans for a sequel so would you rather go with Ganon as a beast, you know, the pig form in the first movie, and then maybe in the sequel, you have the human form known as Ganondorf be the new baddie in that type of role. So it's really going to be interesting as to which material they take for inspiration of this movie. Are you going to go with something like Skyward Sword? Because that's the, you know, the origin story. Or are you going to go with something that's already further established that fans will recognize more immediate, like Twilight Princess or Ocarina of Time, Link to the Past? something like that, or are you just going to take some weird chimera of numerous Zelda games and craft an abomination of a movie? And I do wonder how you're going to approach Link, because Link isn't a mute. He does talk in the games. It's simply omitted through your experience on screen. So I would be curious if they try to do what the John Woo film is doing that comes out, I believe it's next month, and it's called Silent Night, where there is no spoken dialogue. Whatsoever? Right. I have to read? No, there no. Oh, everything just... conveyed is through action. Yeah. And just the like just the implication of you know what the character's gonna do by facial expressions and looks and such. Watch the trailer. It looks phenomenal. That's too artsy for Nintendo though. I really think that this is a very easy um casting for for our three main characters. For Zelda, we're going to go with uh, former wrestler Mandy Rose. Uh, for Link, we go with Hulk Hogan. And for Ganondorf, Great Khali. The middle, the middle East, he's a Middle Eastern man. His tanner skin, he's large. And now you have the country of India supporting your film, which they might not do. If the great Kali is not uh not Ganondorf. And I, I feel like it just you know, it just writes itself really from there as far as, you know, story and what sort of what sort of stuff you do. And I mean, they've all acted before, so I, I feel like there's a there's a good bit of um chemistry that, that could potentially be there. That 
That sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds like maybe the worst movie ever made. Now, here's the real question. Do we care about this? Like, is this a thing where, like, we're going to care about it and get excited about the trailers and stuff? Because <laughs> I, I, um, it's hard for me to, to really care. Like, I didn't really, I, mean, like, I, I liked Mario. Like, Mario was cool, but, like, you know, I wasn't sitting there, like, dissecting every frame of it for secrets in the trailer and i i feel as though this zelda movie is going to be the equivalent of the super mario brothers movie that you and i grew up with with bob hoskins and john leguizamo and such yikes Mm. i'll probably be fairly excited just like depending on what they show but they really gotta like i'm just intrigued by to see like who the actors are and what the sets are going to look like and how they're going to convey the world. But I, I'm probably not going to be like the most hyped. I don't know. How, how good are you at crying on demand? <laughs> not. Oh, cause you could you you, see you, you cry during that trailer, a reaction, bro. You can get some good views off that. True. true. But you see Nintendo kind of already set a bar for what we should expect from a live action Zelda and they did it way back in the 90s when they did the live action link to the past TV commercial in Japan that had a musical segment and everyone was dancing and they were singing and Ganon showed up and Link was fighting them if you can't match that quality and general aesthetic with this film I think you should just scrap it remember when they had the um the Zelda rap for Link's Awakening on the Game Boy. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, you, you guys won't be able to hear it. I was going to play it so that everyone can. You don't remember that commercial? Nate, no. you have to remember that commercial. I don't remember it. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was, it was Zelda. Well, and uh, Wu Tang did something with the Super Game Boy, but it, they Nintendo got cold feet. What? Yes, swear to God, it's, on, it's on YouTube. Um, what, is, what is it called? Zelda um, Inks. I'll, uh, I'll play it for everyone. It's 30 seconds long, so they can know it. Down with Zelda from the very start. I got the heart, it's Mars to play the part. Shit goes hard. The power was in my hand and the power was in my head. I can't believe neither of you know about this. I'll put it in the... Uh, was I around when this was a thing? No, you were you were you were nothing. This was like ninety <laughs> something. <laughs> All right, I put it I, I mean, put it in the group. Those there. lyrics are some No, the lyrics are as follows. Down with Zelda from the very start. I got the heart and smarts to play the part. Down with Zelda. Peeping through with an overhead view, because a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. So I stay on track, collect the facts, never cut slack, and I always watch my back. But Jack, down with Zelda. Do not stand. I'm the man with the plan because the power's in my head and the power's in my hand. It was cool. And it wow. wasn't, it wasn't a white guy, which made it good. If it would have been like a white guy, I'd be like, eh, come on. This dude had like Tim's and shit on. Like, 
He looked like you know, I, I'd like to know who this man was and where he is nowadays. Like that, that is, I think, a mystery that something needs to, uh, somebody needs to find. But speaking of movies, our debate for this week, which our panel members do not know about, I like to spring, spring some things on them. Aside from Super Mario Brothers one or the Super Mario Brothers movie, because that one doesn't count, it just came out. What is your favorite video game movie of all time? Or I should say, what is the best video game movie of all time, in your opinion? I assume all of you have watched several video game movies throughout the years. While you ponder what your decision is going to be, I feel this is a pretty open and shut case there was a movie that came out for arguably the biggest fighting franchise in the world at the time oh my god mortal <laughs> kombat the original movie fan fucking tastic you want special effects it has special effects you want goro it has goro scorpion sub-zero well represented you have the cool thing where scorpion shoots the harpoon out of his hand against Johnny Cage. You have the Johnny Cage and Goro fight. Shank Sung was really cool. You even hit the one-liners. Your soul is mine. Granted, you know, Reptile, um, that CGI, I don't think anyone liked that CGI at the time, but it's a well-written movie. You have Christopher Lambert in the movie, and he's like a, a well-known, somewhat well-known actor. Top-notch film. Top-notch film that people just like to make fun of for no Kano. Kano and Sonya were perfect in that movie. You couldn't have cast those two any better in this movie. Fantastic movie from start to finish. Okay, Bride is Detective Pikachu. Um, I think Detective Pikachu is just, like, so cool because it brings the medium of this, like, game that has always only really been an anime into, like, a big blockbuster. And the Pokemon actually looked pretty good. Uh, plus, it was, like, a very good story to tell in a movie format. It wasn't too overwhelming or too, like, lore-heavy because they picked Detective Pikachu, which was really cool. And I think it just, like, set the standard for what New Age uh, video game movies could do. Like, at the time, it was one of the best-performing video game movies there is. And it's one that's still widely accepted as, you know, being pretty okay. Daniel? So it can be an animated movie, correct? Hey, yeah, that's fine. I know what you're well, going then, with. Yeah, this is a pretty, this is pretty simple. This is definitely the winner, and the comment section will agree with me. It's Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. I knew you were going to go with that. I knew it. The movie's perfection. There's nothing wrong with that film. It has amazing fights. The choreography of the fight is incredible. The It's actually a coherent story. It tells exactly what it wants. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's well-paced. The soundtrack is phenomenal. The dub work is fantastic. I mean, you have Chun-Li fight Vega. You have Bison fight Ryu and Ken simultaneously. You have Balrog fighting, who did he fight? E Honda. You had Zangief fight Blanca. You had Sagat get his ass kicked in the first five minutes of the movie, and he never fights again. Everything about the film is just amazing. What about the live action Street Fighter? 
the best thing about that movie, the two good things about that movie, it is obviously Raul Julia as M. Bison and Kylie Minogue as Cammy. <laughs> I knew exactly. I, knew, I, I fucking knew that's exactly what you were going to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, that's a kind of a guilty pleasure movie for me. Like, it's not very good. But I don't think it's it's as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, it has some funny moments, especially when they're leading up to the Ryu and Vega fight and you have the audience rooting for Vega. And then you see the woman just throw the Vega sign away when Ryu takes his shirt off and Vega gets all like visually offended by it. And then you can tell that the director and everyone who worked on that movie sat there said, we can't choreograph this fight. What do we do? Let's have Sagat and others just interfere with it right when the fight is about to begin so we don't have to bother with this fight we hyped it up and then we said shit we can't do it we have to cut away to something else that's and that's quality writing though you know that's that's <laughs> adaptation that's ev- it evolution is. yeah they wrote themselves into a corner and said what do we do let's <laughs> storm the fighting arena perfect i think i think out of the out of the options given here i'm gonna have to say detective pikachu is the weakest like by far Really? It's like, I feel like that's the well, first off, most I've, successful one, at least. First off, I've never seen it. Um, second off, it wasn't Ryan Reynolds in this. He's so chill. Yeah, he voiced Pikachu. Uh, see, <laughs> whenever I see Ryan Reynolds, I think of two guys, a girl, in a pizza place. And I'm like, this is the guy. This is now he's he's the funny guy. He's he's the big guy in the world. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. And plus, it's like. I don't know. Rob Letterman directed it. I don't. What does he? What has he ever done? He didn't do Mortal Kombat, Shark Tale. <laughs> That's another movie I've never seen. Oh, he did the new Goosebumps. I haven't watched it yet though. Oh, look, he did a racist thing called Los Gringos in 1999. See, Josie, you're advocating for a potential Lord. potential racist. You advocate for Hulk Hogan. He has apologized. I have not seen an apology <laughs> from this man about Los Gringos. So let's just, oh just keep that in mind here. Um, I mean, Street Fighter 2 animated movie is a great movie. I actually own that on a DVD. Um, but I don't know. I think I think it's, it's the problem with that nominee for me is that it's safe. When you go with an animated style, it's very safe. At least Detective Pikachu kind of went a little bit different and then Mortal Kombat was all live action. So I feel like I feel like it's easier to to write a video game movie as a cartoon especially during those times versus trying to take what a video game is trying to put out there and turn it into a film especially like in 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 the mid 90s. Cuz like think about it, yeah, yeah, like Double Dragon, that fucking sucked. You know, that was bad. Um, what else did you have? You had, yeah, I mean, you had the Mario movie. That sucked. That, the movie. I don't know what the fuck people see in that movie. That I watched <laughs> it with no nostalgic blinders because I haven't seen it in forever, and I didn't really like it as a kid. I watched it like a couple months ago. I was like, this fucking, this is, this sucks. Like this, this is not a. There's no redeeming quality in this movie. What do people like about this movie? I could not, I did not understand it. <laughs> it was so bad, it was good. But, like, no, like, so bad it's good is like cool as ice with vanilla ice. 
like that's a that's a so bad it's good sort of thing. Um, I would have also accepted the wizard as as a um as a appropriate answer or real curveball here, which would have which would have really messed with people's heads. The Warriors, which was turned into see none none of you guys did a movie that well, came out yeah, before the I wasn't... video game. See, there's a whole yeah, untapped that, market there. But that's kind of that's different. That was a movie that became a video game. Batman '89 could have been. I mean, hey, you had the Batman NES game loosely based on it. Same ending. Yeah, it's a rough. It's a rough. By that logic, does like Wreck It Ralph work? Cares about Wreck It Ralph. I do. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's not bad. Did it, did it ever have? Oh yeah, it did have video games. Hey, it ain't no Final Fantasy. The spirits within, though. Wasn't that a <laughs> okay. theatrical release? It was. It was. It underperformed. That it essentially shut down Square Motion Pictures. I rem- yeah, I remember that. They expected that. I mean, that was because that was so hyped, dude. Did they? They made a UMD of it too. Because when they they were making yep. UMD movies and. The main character, I remember they put her on like the cover of Baxum or something so they could advertise the movie hard. Yeah. Get it's turned like, on, guys. CG model on Maxim in a bikini top. Hey, yeah. That that's a bit ahead of the curve though, with the with the new shit that's out there for uh, the adult viewing. Hey. They they were they were they were just ahead of the curve there. If they waited about fifteen years, it would have been all right. Find the lie. Find the lie. All right, well, Nate has to actually go and record another podcast now. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. We will be back next time with the Q&A. So I'll make John put up the Q&A stuff. So get your questions in. Um, If you're an American, have a good holiday next week. If you're not an American, hey, have a good week anyways. We still love you. Once again, want to give a big shout out and thank you to our Patreon backers for helping create these videos. I am pulling up the names right now and I accidentally clicked on a wrong image, but now I have the right image. Once again, that is William Hoag, Mr. Job, Joshua the Buttman Butts. John O, an achievement, and of course, a huge thank you to the Game Orb. Make sure you check out his channel in the description box down below and show him some Spawncast Network love. I'm RGT85. Josie, I try to say goodbye at least. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. And Nate. Goodbye. And Odri Vodechi. All right, there we go. All right, we'll see you all next time.